Well, hello, this is Gary, and you're listening to Thinking Out Loud. Today's podcast, recorded July 3rd, 2022, the eve of Independence Day. Independence. We're not celebrating it because it's July 4th. We're celebrating it because of what happened on that day. It was actually technically July 3rd, but then it was like July 4th is when New York finally ratified or or some shit like that. But it was like, 4th was like the actual day when all the signatures got signed and everything, predominantly. And it's the day, you know, the original 13 colonies declared their independence from Great Britain. Declared themselves to be their own country. And then, you know, we we expanded quite a bit further from that in those 200 plus years, as recently as the 1950s. You know, I have aunts and uncles that were already alive during that period of time. Our country grew even bigger, acquiring Alaska and Hawaii. We also have various U.S. territories as well that aren't, aren't necessarily states, but they're kind of under the uh, U.S. umbrella. They're not necessarily independent countries, necessarily. Sort of, kind of, but like Puerto Rico. We've expanded quite a bit. Government has gotten real big. You know, the, the, the entity that controls this entire nation kind of sets the laws. You know, there, there's a lot of, like, weird little quirks and stuff that kind of made sense in the 18th century with, uh, you know, 13 colonies, a total population of whatever, a few million or something. You know, um, there's more people in New York City today than there is in the entirety of the United States of America in 1776, you know. Different time back then, different uh, customs and such. Uh, the only people who had any rights were white landowning men. You know, so it was a kind of a limited representation. And because of that, some of these imperfections are more than just imperfections. You know, our best and brightest weren't all our best and brightest. You know, there were certain like barriers to entry for some of our best and brightest because of the color of their skin or what religion they were and stuff or their gender. Yeah, uh, if you, in any time in history, if you just have a best and brightest and it's not purely like a physical, it's more like how you use your brain and your various skill sets and stuff, it would be a wide cross-section of humanity. However, if you limit to only white men who own property, it's going to narrow your talent pool quite a bit. And so, as good as some of the laws were created in the 18th century... There wasn't adequate humanity inputting into those laws. And so some of those inefficiencies are, well, there's severe inhibitors to freedom in, in this country. You know, they're, they're, they're clunky when the country's kind of small and they're kind of like, you know, imperfect, perfect type of thing, the Senate and gerrymandered districts and, you know, Supreme Court's justices serving for life, 
lifelong appointments to certain positions in government that can be approved by a controlling party that does not have majority support of the people. Three Supreme Court justices were confirmed this particular way, where a president who finished in second place nominated three Supreme Court justices. The Senate that confirmed said justices did not have majority support of the people, yet confirmed the three anyway. Those inefficiencies can cause problems when a country is as big and diverse as we are, when the majority of the people are, are kind of just being excluded, and then a good portion of the working class folk are succumbing to propaganda. You, you know, they're watching their local news on Sinclair Broadcasting, which owns many, many local affiliates throughout the country, and it does present the news in a very particular manner to skew your perspective toward a more favorable opinion of the Republican Party and more negative towards the Democratic Party, the two options that we are presented in this country. A country with over 300 million people and the most diverse populace in the history of human civilization, we get two organizations to choose from. Now, there are others, but for whatever reason, they are not covered in the news. Of the two, you know, ne neither option is really all that great. One, one option for me as a working class person who does, I don't always check the box Christian on, on the, the form or whatever, you know, but that is generally speaking how I identify that Jesus was Jewish. So, you know, I, I don't really feel a certain necessity, I guess, to go to church every Sunday. Went through confirmation as a 12-year-old. It's the path that's kind of helped me along my way. I may call myself a spiritualist or agnostic to sort of loosen the affiliation with certain modern Christian beliefs, a belief that supporting Donald John Trump and Antichrist is what you're supposed to do. Like, wow. You know, uh, so, as a working class person, follower of the teachings of Jesus, as imperfect as I am, you know, as I hear a chorus of people that have known me throughout the years, like, ah, you did this and this and this and this and the other thing. Yeah, 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 no. I ain't perfect. I ain't, I ain't claiming to be. Nonetheless, it is a path I've followed and it's helped me a lot. You know, I'm a pretty random, spazzy person because uh, I have epilepsy. It's a conversation that's always difficult to get into, but certainly a person that would benefit from being able to get EEGs often and stuff and just check up on it. Not one to be, I don't want to be prescribed a medication because I don't even know what that means to be cured of epilepsy. I've run a mile in under 452. When my mile PR is 452, I've once spent 260 pounds, did like eight or nine reps a year after, just a couple years after running the 452, played you know, a lot of different sports and stuff. Graduated from college, was once a licensed financial advisor. So needless to say, I'm not mentally or physically handicapped or anything like that. Epilepsy is a condition where you have surges of energy in the brain throughout the day, every single day of your life. The surges can last uh, a, a few split seconds, two to three seconds, or longer, depending on you know the stress and energy levels and whatever. A lot of varying factors that all, those factors are ones that all humans go through. 
you know, what's your hydration level, level of exercise, level of sleep, managing your stress, all that kind of stuff. All that to say, being who I am, you know, in the world that I've been presented or whatever, and I'm trying to find my role in the world, of the two options that, you know, I and the rest of the working class people are presented, one is simply not an option. I can't vote for that one. You know, I suppose I, I could. I could decide to just check those boxes that have the peoples with R's next to their name and just vote against my own interests. But wh why do that? That seems dumb, you know. Republican Party is the organization that picked Donald John Trump twice to be president of the United States, a famous con man guy. I knew that when I was like seven or eight years old. Why do adults that were older than me at the time not know that? Why do they not know that Donald John Trump was a con man the whole time? It says a lot about an organization that's going to gleefully, pridefully stick with the guy who was a con man the whole time when he was bestowed with power. He did indeed <laughs> use the power for his own personal benefit. And he did it fully out in the open. And he got caught. He even encouraged his most arduous supporters to invade the Capitol. Where does the Republican Party, by and large, stand? In support of Donald John Trump. Yikes. You know, it, it's embarrassing. Thankfully, within the Republican Party, because you, you need to have... You can't have too extreme in either direction. Socialism is bad. However... Socialism starts becoming more like in vogue or some shit when things get too ultra conservative. You have to have some kind of balance. You know, I'm very anti-socialism. Very anti-socialism. I'm going to say it a third time because people who watch propaganda too much, they believe stuff about people that oppose their opinion. I'm very anti-socialism. Okay, I've said it three times. I'm not sure if it's going to be clear though. To people that watch propaganda all the time. I'm very pro-healthcare as a right and education as a right. Absolutely should fund those basic foundational aspects of a society, especially a 21st century industrialized society that has billionaires and millionaires and bunches of them. The most prosperous nation in the world, supposedly. So yeah, we got plenty of money coming in to fund hospitals and schools. What does universal health care mean? It means we will fund hospitals and the staff that work those places to take care of people when they get sick. That seems too simple. It's because it is. Yeah, it cuts straight to the matter. Now, how do health insurance companies continue to retain a profit? They probably don't. And some of them will go bankrupt. Tough shit. That's how it goes in business. If you can't differentiate your product with an ever-evolving society, then you're going to become irrelevant. Yeah, you got to constantly be innovating, even if you're in the health insurance game. You know? What are you selling? Peace of mind? Protection? Or are you just selling bullshit in order to fat in your pockets yeah health insurance companies have gotten away with that for too long they they use some of their money that they get 
in premiums and stuff to not only fund dividends to the shareholders and bonuses to the execs, but also to bribe politicians. We call that lobbying. Lobbying is when wealthy interests give massive amounts of money to political candidates so that those candidates will vote for and create laws that benefit those said wealthy interests. It's called lobbying in the United States of America, but it is a bribe. Yeah. So the Republican Party is that. That's what they are in their modern form. They have Adam Kinzinger and Liz Cheney, and occasionally here and there, Mitt Romney, every once in a while, that, that'll speak out against the whole Trump thing as true and loyal conservatives. If you're conservative, you should be very anti-Trump because he's not conservative. He's reckless and dangerous, irrational, sociopathic. Those are not conservative aspects, you know. Those are not conservative personality traits. Why would you think such a thing? He's not conservative with his money. He's not conservative as with his behavior. You know, what he is, is apathetic, dangerous, vindictive, cruel, sociopathic, selfish, narcissistic. And the Republican Party, by and large, the leadership within the organization, wants to give that man more power. We still only have two options. That's one of the two options. There, there's talk of that organization that has the leadership of Mitch McConnell, Josh Hawley, Lindsey Graham, Ted Cruz, Ted Gozer, Ted Gomer, Jim Jordan, Marco Rubio, Matt Gates, Ted Cruz. The organization that has those idiots as its leadership may very well gain even greater control of the federal government because of their loyal support of a famous con man by the name of Donald John Trump. Instead of alienating even more people, because the majority of the people understand who Donald Trump was, what he represented, and what he was about. He's basically the antithesis to many paths of virtue that are sort of presented to us as humans. Whether it's, you know, Buddha, or the, you know, the paths that are offered in like Hinduism, Christianity, Judaism, yeah. all, all the major religions, they, they have various like values that they preach, certain virtues, you know, certain various wordings of the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto thee. Donald Trump, the entirety of his public life, was offering an antithesis to that, an opposite, a very much clear and leaning into an antithesis. He, he ain't even, he once said he doesn't have to ask for forgiveness because he doesn't have anything to be forgiven for. A man who is ballooned his wealth and fame by defrauding people, by conning people, by taking advantage of people who don't have the same amount of resources that he was born with. 
The Republican Party over the last many years, by leaning into their support of Donald Trump, is also leaning into what they truly are about. What was the main tax bill that Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan was most proud of before he left? The tax bill that Donald John Trump signed into law in early 2017. After spending a couple years promising the building of a wall, the first bit of business he got to was lowering the tax rate for wealthy people and big massive corporations. A couple short years later, when the coronavirus hit and a million Americans died, billionaires' wealth grew exponentially. The people who own the economy now own a greater control of it. They own an even bigger stake. They have even more money. The people who own the economy, the shareholders of our economy. It would just be cool if people just stop voting for the organization that's trying to make life more difficult for the working class. Why can't healthcare be a right? Why are we fighting against such things? Why are we fighting against healthcare being a right while you're going to church every Sunday? Wouldn't that be an easier way to cure the sick? Make sure we have hospitals. If, if it means the person making over $10 million a year has to pay a higher tax rate on the portion above $10 million, okay, sounds good to me. If I ever become that wealthy, I will gleefully pay said marginal tax. Don't ever be in a position where you're making that much money and then you're complaining about your tax bill. You're going to go live in a very particular way because you, don't, you want to lower your tax rate when your net income after tax, regardless of what tax rate you're paying, is more than what most people will make over several decades. But you're going to go move to Florida because, like, you know, lower taxes. Don't be an asshole. You got plenty of money. Spend it wisely. You can have plenty of toys and have plenty of fun. And make plenty of very safe, moderate investments that will secure a very comfortable lifetime in perpetuity, even if you're paying a marginal tax. And that's one year of earnings. So don't fall for propaganda where they try to scare you into being like, oh, higher taxes. Marginal estate and wealth taxes are only paid by the top 2%. It's not a punishment of success. Okay? It's a redistributing of excess. Individual human beings don't need billions of dollars. They want billions of dollars. Yes, so they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, forever. But we don't live forever. Okay? And money can be used to buy real, live, practical things. that can make things far more efficient. A better redistribution of resources. Less stress and anxiety. Yeah. Does it mean the wealthiest are not quite as wealthy? Yes, it does. Would they still be wealthy? Of course. They don't become poor. It's not socialism. Get your head out of your ass. Okay? Like, socialism is where everything is publicly funded. So if we just stopped at hospitals and schools and basic infrastructure, we're not a socialist country. There's, if there's millions of different types of businesses in every, throughout America, of all shape and size, doing all variety of different things... That's not socialism. That's a hybrid of what we've always been. We are neither purely capitalist nor purely socialist. We've never been. Never. Ever. Ever. Sorry. 
I know you've been lulled into the, we are a capitalist society. No, we're not, we have aspects of that, and socialism, and we have had for the entirety of all of us being here, you know, so. It's just a bit frustrating, because the Republican Party did push it too far over the the Trump era. They, they went to levels of absurd devotion to a man that was a fuck, you know, a clown, you know, and famously so. He was a famous clown show guy, con man idiot. I'm barely stating an opinion there. I, I don't, what were people doing over the last few decades? They really thought The Apprentice was it was like a real live show or, you know, reality TV or something. They thought it was a documentary. No, it was a game show, man. Like, what do you... So weird. <sighs> but, it's certainly why, you know, because it... I talk about it because it had, he's had such an impact on our culture and our society, you know? For far too long. And it was... When he was just a D-list dumb shit throughout the majority of my childhood... It's like, whatever, you can just change the channel. But nowadays, you can't. It's fucking everywhere, you know? And then the stuff that's come out over the last few... Like, the fact that the Republican Party hasn't just unequivocally... I mean, there's more that were, were pretty loyal subservience to him for a long time that are finally now starting to kind of... But they are the organization that picked that guy. That has to be kind of nailed down... Un, you know, they are the organization that gave us Donald fucking Trump. They purposely picked this con man, game show host, dumbass, who was famous for bankrupting companies and cheating on his wife, saying racist and stupid shit. He had a cameo in Home Alone 2. He was a frequent guest of the Howard Stern show. He appeared at WWE events. He wore a suit all the time. There's big, tall buildings with his name on it. He inherited $400 million from his father. No, he didn't borrow a million. That's a story that he's told you. To make him more relatable. That's how aloof he is. How many of y'all were lent a million dollars from your parents? <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. He, he's so far removed from that that he thought saying only a million and being lent it was like him being a regular guy. <laughs> uh, my parents paid for my first couple years of Skagit and paid for my first couple, like, you know, clunker cars to get through for a couple years. But after that, I was, it's all financial aid. It was all in my name, you know. And then they've, uh, Spotted me a few times over the years. Got, even got tires on my car a few weeks ago. That was like 700-something bucks. But as far as like anything close to resembling like a million, I mean, no, no, no. I do have kind of a running calculator in my head. It is in the thousands. Not counting sort of like mandatory costs that you have to pay for a kid. If you decide to have a kid, that's different. But like, once a kid's an adult... They can earn money on their own, and they still need spotting from time to time. I kind of keep track of that mentally and just have a number in my head. If I ever get big, I'd like to pay them back, you know.
with interest. Now, again, it's nowhere near a million, but the million is nowhere near what Donald Trump actually was just given as a birthright, you know, and allowed him to live in a very, an extremely sheltered, you know, uh, exclusive kind of life that's only afforded a very tiny percentage. It's, it's not a type of life that you can obtain if you're not born into it. It's a different type of wealth. Read uh, The Great Gatsby, you know, like the, the old wealth and new wealth kind of thing. It, you know, it's like you, you can't get to his level. It, you can't because he was born into it. Uh, and it's almost like his, the entirety of his public story was to remind us of that. Yes, he's a fuck up. Yes, he's bankrupted six different companies and is just a colossal failure over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. But he was born wealthy, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, he, he gets to always be wealthy. Did he push it too far by becoming president and then refusing to <laughs> honor the peaceful transition of power that we do in the United States of America and then ordering his most loyal followers to invade the Capitol and commit crimes on his behalf? And then news even more comes out that he was like adamant about getting there with them and he knew they had weapons and he wanted them to go anyway. And it's like, holy shit, pretty scary stuff. You know, the Republican Party picked that guy. And the more information that comes out, it's Hillary Clinton emails. It ain't going to fly, man. Sorry. That's not a defense. <laughs> that That's no, that, that's called irrelevant. You know, back in 2016, Hillary Clinton sent emails and then she deleted them. Uh, great. Donald Trump encouraged his most arduous supporters to commit crimes on his behalf. And then he almost, he basically ordered his Secret Service to let him go participate with them. And thankfully, they did not let him. He was refusing to honor the laws of our country. Like... So your Hillary Clinton distract attempt is not going to work. You're not addressing the elephant in the room, Donald John Trump, and the organization that picked him and shoved him down our throats. Yes, there's millions of people that watch Fox News, and God bless them. I, I wish they would stop what news they find in instead. Good God, there's a lot of options out there. But to, to get your news about the world purely and solely from a propaganda source, how unfortunate. Because it made you do something really stupid. You know, you're going to church every Sunday, and then an antichrist runs for president, and you proudly proclaim your support for him. And then you, you expect people who... <laughs> I don't know what the, like, like, my parents are good Christian folk, but they're also kind of vague about the Trump thing. Like, it, it's like, you can almost feel the mental gymnastics jumping around there. Like, what is your justification for not being unequivocal about it is wrong to support Trump? Why are you having difficulty there? What's going on there? 
You know that it's wrong to support him, but you're doing it anyway. Why is this? There's many that are in the Trump MAGA thing that are are this way because they're going to church. They know what they're doing is wrong. So why are they doing it? He's the embodiment of what not to be. You know? And he leans into it. <laughs> and he's a, a shell of a human now. You know? It, it's... I wouldn't wish his life on anyone. Like, ugh. No, thank you. You know? Um, yeah. All the fame and fortune that one could ever want, but he's just a sad, pathetic old man, you know, that's just, just never learned how to be a decent human, like, at all. It, it's just, and he had little, like, whiffs of it back in the day, like on the Howard Stern show interviews he would do, but it was just this bombastic, arrogant character, and if that character was just a character... That's one thing. But that persona, that character that he that he embodied back in the late 70s and then just kept growing, it be, it consumed him. And, and it became all he was and all he knew how to be it was that caricature of the the sort of unethical, villainous businessman who'll do anything to earn a buck. And, you know, doesn't really care who, you know, business is business kind of thing. And business is business, meaning, you know, if he creates this company that's really just a shell, really just a front for all kinds of illicit activity going on in the background, but he doesn't tell his investors that, business is business. Some of the company goes bankrupt after a year or two, but he fattens his pockets nice, maybe has some other loose partnerships with other criminal entities, you know. Yeah, the company goes bankrupt after a while. He, he collects a nice salary while the company is open. And then maybe, in, in some cases, there's actual retainable value so that creditors during bankruptcy will actually take it over, put it under remanagement, and, you know, rebranding and all that, and, and the company will be successful. Donald Trump might even receive a fee for said service, if you want to call it that as long as he doesn't have anything to do with the running of the company. Yeah. It's just a... Uh, it's a tough time. Because the Trump thing, it, it has to be resolved. You know? There's millions of people that support that guy. And it's led to some pretty... Sh to a bad funk that's going to linger for a while, even after he's gone, you know? You got three Supreme Court justices confirmed. One of them, Brett Kavanaugh, was a real glaring red flag. That was an embarrassment that the Republican Party just blindly confirmed that guy. Of all the options available, they couldn't just pause on that guy. Wait till another opening opens up. Make, you know, let's type some loose ends there. He, he, he certainly only raised more questions at his confirmation hearing, but he gets to serve for the rest of his life as a Supreme Court Justice, even though at his confirmation hearing he lied under oath and said that Roe versus Wade is the law, and then once confirmed, he said it wasn't the law, basically. He said, Texas can challenge this law. 
by having government agents that are going to focus their resources on monitoring poor women and, and minority women suspected of being pregnant. Rich white ladies in Texas will still be able to get an abortion whenever they want, obviously. What is the anti-abortion law really about that the Republican Party created? It's about oppression and suppression of women. That is what it's about. It is not about saving babies. I know you were lulled into thinking that, but that's not what it's about. If it was a baby-saving law, there would be a law creating universal child care, early infancy, health supplement thing, you know, <laughs> very specific programs catering to babies. Uh, but that's not what the anti-abortion law is in Texas. It is purely and exclusively a fascist-style law that is going to mean that any suspected pregnant women, woman will have to be monitored by a government agent. Abortion is a medical procedure that is knowledge. So in other words, it can't be undone. Sorry person that believes that can you know life begins at conception and a fertilized egg is a baby i understand that you believe that however the knowledge of how to do an abortion is knowledge that will be retained regardless of whether the republican party creates a law saying it shall not be anymore and so what does it mean in real actual practice? It means there will be a picking and choosing of enforcing of said law. Yep. So which groups are going to be focused on? Poor women? Minority women? Yep. Rich white ladies in Texas, if they need to get an abortion, they will go and get one. Y yeah. Even if abortion is quote-unquote illegal. Whatever that means. But again, what it does mean is if you declare it to be illegal, yep, you are a woman and you buy a pregnancy test, well, you're going to get a knock on the door the next day. What were the results? We need to see those. You're going to now require constant monitoring. Do people not understand that? That the life begins at conception, folks? Abortion is... A medical procedure that you, yes, have made it very clear you are uncomfortable with and have a very strong moral stand against. Okay, understood. Yes. However, Mr. and Mrs. Pro-Small Government person, we're, yeah, once you make it illegal, you now have to create a government agency with government agents that are going to be monitoring pregnant women to ensure that they are not, you know, sneaking off to get an abortion that will be performed by a person that knows how to do it. Uh, yeah, so it'll be less safe. It'll still be in demand. You you cannot stop the demand for it. I, I'm sorry. I understand that bothers you. You wish you could just make the demand for it just go away so that no one will ever want or need to get it. You just... You're going to snap your fingers and poof, the world will be better now because there will be more babies who will not have access to health care, who will not have access to education, who will not have access to basic sustenance, and then will also be born into 
a situation in which the mother who was not able to go through with the pregnancy was forced by law to do it and now has this being to take care of that they weren't ready for yet. But yay, things are better now. Ooh. <sighs> um, man, it's a tough one. You know, I get I get the whole the people that scream from the mountaintops and get blue in the face about life beginning at conception, and that's great, that's great, that's great, and I, I, I love you. You know, I, I, yeah, nothing but love right back at you. The law part, though, that, that's that's the thing. You know, keep screaming from the mountaintops and putting up your billboards with the baby that's like, you know, 10 weeks old and fully clothed and kind of you know, smiling at the camera and then a bunch of words on the left about how bad abortion is. Please, go ahead. Do all that. I, I, great. Whatever you want to do. Free speech, man. I'm all for it. The law part, though, that's the part where it gets tricky. Really, really, really tricky. Again, Mr. and Mrs. Small Government Person. What you didn't understand about the law that you were supporting, that you're like, oh, it's going to save babies. Because a woman who can't go through with the pregnancy is now going to be legally obligated to and will face severe consequences if she does not. Oh, uh... I'm not really sure how that's saving babies. You know, that's just... I don't think you guys really thought it through, like, long-term. You know, a baby isn't... just doesn't just, like, stay a baby. <laughs> I, I was a baby once. I'm a 42-year-old man now. You know, like... And if a woman gets an abortion, she can always decide to have a child later. You know, and again, if woman needs to get an abortion because she can't go through with the pregnancy yet why is a government in agent involved in that that's again the law part mr and mrs life begins at conception person that you believe all that please and i'm not being sarcastic here please keep screaming it out from the mountaintops and getting blue in the face about it i love it great awesome exercise your right to freedom of speech yes please Buy the at billboards. Do all that. Great. The law part, though. Okay? That's the part where you gotta... You gotta start thinking some things through here. Okay? You've made a medical procedure illegal that is known how to be done and is in demand. So you can't make the procedure go away. That is an impossibility. Okay? What that means is it will be performed on the black market and there will be a selective enforcing of who is going to pay consequence for getting an abortion. That is what it means in reality. And again, I understand that you supported said law because you thought you were going to be saving babies who, who aren't even here yet. And even if the pregnancy isn't aborted, they may not come to be. They're not a baby yet. You disagree, and I understand that, but I, I'm, I, you know, I have to de deny my own experience in life to believe that a fertilized egg is is a baby. It, it forces me to deny my own experience as a human, and I'm not willing to do that. Uh, I understand that you believe that, and that's fine. Where I just where, 
the, the lawman, government agent, that that's the part where they just got to stay out of it. We can each have our opinions and state them and shout them out and shake hands after. Lawman can just stay out of it. And that's the thing about the pro-choice thing. Whether you choose to have an abortion or you choose to have your child, or if you just choose to not even consider an abortion, even though it's recommended for your own health and safety, you, you choose to go through with the pregnancy anyway. Yep, that's a choice. Yeah, yeah. I, th I think it gets kind of confused what people think pro-choice means. Yeah, it's it it it's your it's that woman's body and it's what's going on inside of her body government agent needs to stay out of that you person who has strong opinions on what's going on inside of woman's body uh you're allowed to your opinion now you're gonna it gets into a tricky situation if you're voicing your opinion of said woman to a very specific woman and then say you're making threats and stuff that's a different kind of speech that you may face some consequences for. If you're just sort of speaking about your opinions of what goes on inside of women's bodies and not making any threats with it, you're, you're probably going to be okay. But uh, it gets uh, it's a weird time. And but uh, I'm I'm just hoping that like because the, this conservative thing pushed it so far. It's going to be a like a kind of a wave upward, you know, kind of a like almost like a bump that you can you hit with a good BMX bike and catch some air, like the uh, speed bumps I used to jump off as a kid on my BMX bike. I used to get some uh, some pretty good ramps here and there sometimes the big big ones would scare me a little bit and then just a few short years after that they had x games where people are doing like flips and stuff in the air and going off of like motocross style jumps and stuff like good god i like my little speed bumps and just catching about a foot or two of air that's that's a pretty good amount of flying but anyway i digress Weird times it is, but in these weird times, hopeful that, you know, new options get presented. The, the sheer absurdity and sheer quantity of volume of evidence about what the modern-day Republican Party is will cause some kind of exodus from that organization. And best would be as if it creates something new, a hybrid-type thing that's just kind of sensible, working-class-focused. Not a punishing of success, but more like, hey, what about a bell curve of distribution of incomes? Where, like, the vast majority of people who work a bunch and they have a good place to live, they have plenty of time and energy for vacations and fun leisurely activities and food to eat and all that kind of stuff. People who don't work as much and born into lower ranks, they're a little less off, but there's few of them and they, you know, can still get by, but because they're not working as much and whatever, I'd be probably in that smaller group, but maybe right dab in the middle, who knows, and then at the far right, you have people that are 
also may not work as much, but some of them a whole bunch, but earn quite a bit more money than the middle, but not hundreds and thousands of times more, but maybe like, you know, 10, 20 times more or something, you know, at most, you know, like it, it's sort of, there's no exact ceiling limit to what you can earn, but it, over a certain point, there, it becomes, le there's less incentive to try to earn more money, because a good portion of it will get taxed. But if that's your only motivation in life, is just purely to motivate money, to make money, well, you can still do that. But why not focus on other things? Government's not going to mandate that you focus on other things, but it can certainly encourage you. Uh, could we raise the limit on what philanthropic or tax-deductible tax philanthropic philanthropic organizations are. Man, that was a tongue twister there. I got... Anyway. The limit on a tax-deductible philanthropic donation. Because I'm, I'm not sure what it is now, but... I mean, people in those highest income tax brackets, they like doing anything to lower their taxable income. And the way some of them have kind of cheated over the last many years is they just, they'll bribe a politician to just lower the tax rate instead of coming up with more innovative ways that are maybe more prosperity for all type stuff, or maybe even they do get some kind of return later on down the road, but like a more just straight up philanthropic investment. And then they can take a pretty good chunk of that off their taxable income. Sure, why not? Just for those people that are like getting just over the ten million in a year mark in taxable earnings, where you know they they just on principle they don't want to pay that marginal tax at seventy percent on the earnings above ten million. So again, if you're in ten million and one dollar, what would your marginal tax be? It would be seventy cents. And since it would, that is such a small amount, it would be basically zero. You know, you're only going to pay something that's basically a buck or more. IRS is not going to hound you for a, a few cent bill. So if you're a person paying the marginal tax, looking at net income bare minimum in the six and a half million range of six and a half million enough to secure a pretty comfortable lifestyle in perpetuity and never have to work again yes yes it is absolutely if you can't live off of say hundred thousand dollars a year well there's something wrong with you you know especially if some of the things you're spending money on throughout that year are things that you can sell off later and stuff like that and some of it is you know mortgage costs and stuff like that. So six and a half million to get yourself a house, some sort of vehicle, and then you invest pretty heavily in annuities that can pay you a pretty comfortable living allowance for the rest of your life and then some. And there you go. That's that's a net income of six and a half million. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes, you can secure a very comfortable lifestyle in perpetuity with a net income of six and a half million in a year. That's after tax income, personal pain, marginal tax. Yes, you can. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yeah. Some people get so far removed from the plight of the working class that they have no concept of like where they are at in relation to the masses. And then certainly take 
human beings living in other parts of the world. Yeah, you have a net income of six and a half million. You can secure a very comfortable lifestyle here in the United States of America, any city of your choosing. Very comfortable. No, you don't need to ever work again. Now, is it going to be the, the top, tippy, tippy, tippy top of the pyramid in perpetuity while never working? No, but it'll be very high up there. Yeah, and, and no, you don't need to ever work. And this will be a very nice place, nice car, all that kind of stuff. No, you don't really need to save any of your allowance. You can spend every penny of it, and it'll just keep coming in every month. And, you know, 100000 a year or so would be very easily, easily attainable with a net income of $6.5 So... There will be plenty of uh, business experts and stuff like that that will try to convince working class folk otherwise and try to convince working class folk that they need to be against a marginal tax. Like, no, 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 no. If, if you're in that exclusive group, just quit whining and bitching. Y you made it. Congratulations. I know you want it to be even easier to, like, secure even a higher rung on the ladder, but yeah, you're going to have to work a little harder. Yeah, each over a certain amount, each little notch up is going to take like exponentially more work, basically, or something, or innovation to, 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 to continue to climb up. So there's kind of a, there's not exactly a, a cap on earnings with a marginal tax, a state tax, wealth tax based system, but there's some sort of, certainly an encouragement to sort of, reassess your behavior I, I i would i guess you know like if you just on pure principle don't want to pay a, a wealth tax well then figure out something to do with the excess of your income the excess of your estate if you are a billionaire you have excess by definition you have a thousand millions that's too much money it, it, it's barely an opinion but we it, we just sort of accept it as a thing that individual one human being will have the net worth of billions with a b many many billions of dollars even when 99 percent of the stuff you can buy in our society are you know hundreds maybe thousands maybe in a few hundred thousand for a house an amount that's basically nothing so the vast majority of people are going to have to commit to decades of time to be able to pay for their home that costs a few hundred thousand dollars while another person can pay zero percent of their earnings and buy several homes. They could buy a town if they wanted. And it means almost nothing. Percentage-wise of their estate. Say they have $55 billion. What's 50 million? Nothing. It's nothing. Literally. Yeah, it's like way under 1%. <laughs> yeah, because it would be 55 billion would be 55,000 millions. So, you know, 50 out of 55,000 is a really tiny number. You know, tiny, tiny, tiny. So, um, yeah, you, you, you could just buy 10 or 20 upper medium class homes cash. You own them now. So now what do you get to do? Well, you get to sent the rent, sent the rent. Yeah. So that that's kind of what's been happening over the last few years, 
you know, the owners of the economy got more money. They own the economy, including vast real estate holding, holdings, the places where people live. And what have they been doing? Well, they've been raising the rent. <laughs> yeah, raising the costs of things. Well, not raising the income. Yeah. So the Republican Party is the organization that represents those people's interests. And in order to do that, they do have to convince not a majority, but a pretty sizable percentage of the populace to go along with it, to vote for Republican Party. The main way the Republican Party does that is by scaring you about the one other option, thus sort of not responding to the elephant in the room. There's only two options that were presented. Yeah. So just by demonizing the one, it just inferred that you must vote the other. I don't, I, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of the Democrats. Vote for them here and there, but I like to vote for third and party and independence when able. Where do they stand on the issues? If a candidate has an R next to their name and there's no explaining, it's, I'm just going to assume they're pro-Trump. Why are you running as a Republican in 2022 in the, in the Trump era? Where do you stand on the man? You, you need to have a clear position. If, if you're a Donald Trump won the election in 2020, well, that's a lie. So not voting for you. <laughs> I, I don't care what letters next to your name. So if you're going to boldly put that R next to your name, you got some explaining to do, you, you know, in the modern era. And if you're not willing to do it, then nope, I, I'm not voting for you. You know, it, you get you got to have a definitive position on the Trump thing. You know, he was an antichrist. Like, so if you support him, so that's what you support: violence towards the other, suppression of religion, suppression of freedom of speech, encouraging violence, encouraging the overthrowing of the government, encouraging corruption, encouraging you know, using the resources of the government to benefit wealthy people. That's what you're all about. Okay, so no, I'm not going to give you power. Why do that? Why not get a better person for the post? You know? And if you're confused about Trump this far into it, and you can't give a definitive position because you want to put the R in it, but you're trying to embrace the old R, but you know, but so, but you, you want to get people that support Trump to still support you, so you can't really. Well, then I'm not, you're not getting my vote either. It, it's yay or nay on the guy, man. <laughs> there, there's, there's no ambiguity. Okay, where do you stand on Donald John Trump? Be definitive, you know. And if you're going to blindly, and if you're going to say you support him, then also state in the same sentence what your, uh, what virtues are important to you as a human being. What is your code of ethics? How does Donald Trump align with your code of ethics? You're a Christian. You're a follower of the teaching of Jesus. How does your following of the teachings of Jesus align with your support of Donald John Trump? Try to do it in less than a paragraph, and please don't mention Hillary Clinton, because she'd be kind of irrelevant. That doesn't really have anything to do with that particular question. How does your embracing of the teachings of Jesus align with your support of Donald John Trump. Be specific. <laughs>
what Donald Trump embodies, what he's about, his public persona, how he carries himself over decades. How does it align with Jesus, what he's presenting? And again, if you start babbling, it's the hamster in the brain spinning, trying to come up with some excuse for something that you know is wrong. You know, like, obviously you're not supposed to be supporting Donald John Trump if you're a Christian. So if you are, why are you doing that? You know, and, and then if you start falling on this abortion thing, well, again, what are you? What, what are you professing to be? Are you embracing empathy or apathy? You know, are you doing to others as you'd have them doing to you? Put yourself in someone else's shoes? Or are you embracing small-mindedness and ignorance? And again, apathy. What are you truly about? See, you said you were the follower of the teachings of Jesus. So why are you supporting a law that's going to punish women for getting an abortion? And then you're going to start quoting the Old Testament justifying your support of an abortion ban. Well, I can find you a different quote in the... Old Testament that says when abortion is acceptable. Are you truly basing the entirety of your Christian faith on believing that abortion should be illegal? And that's your justifying supporting said law? Um, that's an interesting interpretation of the teachings, I guess. Your summation of the entirety of the Bible, even specifically the teachings of Jesus, is abortion is bad. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's not, that's not what the summation of the teachings of Jesus were. So if that's what your summation is, you need to go take another look. Okay. It's towards the end of the Bible. It's a very small section of the Bible. It's towards the end. Jesus was Jewish. So the old Testament is also known as the Torah by the people of the Jewish faith. Jesus was Jewish. He didn't speak English, he spoke Aramaic and Hebrew. He, he was a Middle Eastern Jewish man living in Israel. You know, so, but it has been translated into many different languages. There are gospels according to, so you know, take that into a mind, account. Of course, yes, it's human beings relaying the oral message of the guy many, many years later. That doesn't mean you can, need to be completely hundred percent dismissive of it, but just take it with a grain of salt. But there's recurring messages and stuff, you know, and the recurring messages aren't. Abortion is bad and you should punish women who get an abortion. That's not what it is. Sorry, you missed something if that's what you think it is. Okay, and I'm sorry if I sound high and mighty because it's more like annoyance that these kind of messages have to come from a guy like me. I'm not perfect, pretty flawed, and I don't even claim to be straight edge. You know, why am I the type that's like, yo, Christians, what are you doing? <laughs> why are you supporting Donald John Trump? Like, Come on. I, I mean, I feel a certain kinship because I grew up in the church and it's just, it's frustrating when people that are claiming to embrace a certain thing are boldly doing something that's blatantly the opposite and obviously so. And they know it is, but they're doing it anyway. It's like, we stop doing that. We can start moving in a more upward, you know, trajectory. Hospitals and schools as a right. It's not some far-flung, crazy thing, man. It's a very legit option. And we can do it, and we can easily afford it without being socialist. 
Don't fall for the propaganda. Turn off the Fox News. Get out into the world. Breathe in the air. Meet some new people. Make sure you register to vote. Stay safe out there. God bless. This is Gary. Thinking out loud.